0: Tara's trying to not destroy my couch with her ass. I'm
1: trying really, really hard, but you have a fucking blanket pinned to your
0: couch. Don't worry about it. I'll fix it once you leave. (laughs) Destroy my couch with your ass all you want. (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) Couch Destroying with Adam and Tara. Uh, Just doing what I do best. Destroying couch with my ass. As we said, I'm Tara, and... That's Adam. I'm Adam. And today we're discussing chapter 13 of the Bible.
1: <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows.
0: That's what he said. <laughs> and the name of that chapter is the Muggle Registration Committee.
1: The Muggle-Born Registration Committee. Whatever, same thing. I wanted to take a few moments to acknowledge our amazing patrons. You can join this amazing list for $5 or $10 a month for more content of me and Adam talking about Harry Potter and ourselves. Which is fucking fun.
0: Tara loves to talk about herself. That's
1: right. And then another benefit of being one of our patrons is we will acknowledge your Acknowledge you by name.
0: We will acknowledge that you have a name. We
1: acknowledge that you have a name. <laughs> congratulations.
0: congratulations. Every episode. Your mother so named
1: it. <laughs> so, congratulations on your names Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Nisi, Megan, Meredith, Olivia, Nicole. Who's the other person? Who's that the, the
0: person that you do another podcast with? <laughs> oh, Jen. This Sorry, is my. Jen, I, I have to you. refer to my notes every time. I know. I but... know.
1: <laughs> Jen, I love you. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Jen, you were Tara's least favorite. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> she knows that's not true. I always
0: try to do it in alphabetical. I need the notes. Oh, Imagine once we get 200 patrons. What will we do?
1: <laughs> really fast. You could be on that list, and uh, I will eventually remember your name when I say it. I because won't. I need to write it down. <laughs> and if you do join that list, you get to hear us play a game this week that was new
0: for us. A new game.
1: Yeah. We did pretty well.
0: We did great. That was rigged. Who won and lost?
1: So at uh, chapter twelve,
0: uh, he actually lost. He actually lost because he exists. And the winner, 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 winner. <laughs> mm, who won? <laughs> this is this is a trick. Creature? the Creature won again because he's fluffy now?
1: I do love Creature, but no. The winners is the trio.
0: Okay, like that makes sense. I mean.
1: That makes sense, right?
0: Everyone else in the chapter sucked.
1: But also, they made it in.
0: They did it. They infiltrated. They they infiltrated the ministry. Now they have to get out. (laughs) Which, therein lies the problem. Here we go.
1: I wrote a thing. Do you want to read it?
0: Yeah, where did I put my phone? Uh, it's,
1: it's right there. Oh, I did not It's proofread. not in
0: my hand like yours was last
1: time. Oh yeah, it's like, where's my phone? You didn't
0: <laughs> proofread it? I write mine. I'm like, that'll do, pig. <laughs>
1: like, I usually proofread them, but I did not proofread this not one today. Me.
0: I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just, she'll deal with it. All right. Chapter 13, the Muggleborn Registration Committee. This chapter starts with the re-emergence of the pink menace into her lives. Thankfully, she only surfaces within this chapter. Hermione and Harry are separated, and Harry begins to realize how truly unprepared they were for this trip. Falling back onto the only thing he knows how to do, he puts on his invisibility cloak and begins snooping and poking his nose into things that are none of his business. But since it's in pink, Damon's office it's 100% okay, unless it's in the movie and they forget that he had one of those. Anyways, <laughs> I added that part. Harry does not find the but he does find info that shows that the Weasley family is being tracked and that Umbridge is still obsessed with him. She's even given him a new nickname, Undesirable Lumberland. He leaves her office, but not empty-handed. He had also noticed that the bitch had put Mad-Eye Moody's magic eye in her door so she could spy on everyone. So he took the eye before heading back down the elevator. During his journey to try to reconnect with Hermione, he learns that the Ministry employee he is impersonating is definitely a terrible human who has been submitting Muggleborn's names to be interrogated over their blood status. He meets Arthur Weasley, who he tries to warn about being monitored by the Pink Devil, but Arthur tells him off. Harry also runs into Ron momentarily, who gets some advice from his dad. When Harry finally reaches the dungeons and sees that there are dementors everywhere and a lot of very frightened muggle-born wizards waiting to be interrogated, he slips into the courtroom behind the wife of the- the ministry worker, Words are hard. I know that's Tara's quote, but I'm using it. Uh, Who Ron is currently disguised as. Under his invisibility cloak, he moves to the front of the courtroom to get close to Hermione. As Umbridge gleefully begins to interrogate her newest victim, Harry, lets Hermione know he's there. Hermione notices that the magenta monster is wearing the fucking horcrux and compliments her on it. When Umbridge lies and says that it's a family heirloom, Harry has had enough of her bullshit and stupefies her from under his cloak. Chaos ensues as they then stupefy Yaxley, who was also presiding over these hearings, then save Mary Cattermole from the Dementors. Rushing out, they encourage all the Muggleborns to leave and tell any of them that have once to conjure Patronus to get them safely away from the soul-sucking sheets. Then they run into Ron on the main level, and Mary is very confused when the real Reg Cattermole shows up as well. Fucking Yaxley catches up with them as the trio try to get the Cattermoles out safely. They managed to get into the incredibly unsanitary toilet transportation station. Ooh, that sounds like a band. <laughs> Do you want to create a new no. band called Toilet <laughs> Transportation <laughs> this
1: Station? That sounds terrible. We'll
0: play Techno. But as they operate, someone screams, and something has definitely gone wrong. I did it, I read the thing. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> this book. Let's talk about this movie. But yeah, we're going to skip the book this time. Picking off where we left off, Hermione gets dragged away by the magenta monster.
1: I had to do it. I had to throw in another Umbridge nickname. Because nice. I gave that bitch a lot of nicknames.
0: Cream puff is another one.
1: I don't know. Somewhere in the Natalie's fifth book, I literally like did an entire like, six or seven of them in one thing. I just can't remember what they are.
0: I just like to call her <laughs> <laughs> so it drags Hermione away. Harry's like, alright, well I guess I'll just like walk around for a little bit, like a C level employee often does, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> which is what we can assume Albert Runcorn is. Probably. He runs into pious thickness and pious thickness says some racist shit. So racist. And then I he goes and he sees a bunch of people folding pamphlets of fascist propaganda.
1: <laughs> fucking ridiculous
0: awesome but there is one witch who is like uh so when is the fat the whoa i almost called her a slur when is the hag gonna be back <laughs> yeah not percy not when percy is gonna be back when is the hag gonna be back and refers to Umbridge and i was like oh uh, immediate 10 points i'm, I'm just gonna say it right <laughs> now. that lady gets points
1: but she also was racist because she called them mudbloods
0: Oh, she did say my blood? She
1: sure fucking does. Oh, I missed
0: that part. Yeah. Maybe I'll cut those points in half. But she yeah. did call a rich So, the fact that this is happening, and then... I mean, we, it very quickly, I think, goes to the door. I'm not missing anything, am I? That conversation with Thickness was inconsequential, correct?
1: Yeah, because he was like, what are you doing? he's like, I, I need to talk to... And Harry knows one ministry employee.
0: You know what they should have done? When you're at work and you have to take a poop automatically you're like okay how can i go get to the bathroom where the least amount of people are Mm -hmm. what they should have done is been like "Mm, i got a storm brewing down south pious thickness something i'm sure (laughs) that you're very used to i'm making my way to the like Quietest bathrooms in the entire of Magic, so I can have my dookie in peace. (laughs) That is what he should have been doing, is like, I'm just making my way to the bathroom. When I worked in (laughs) there was a bathroom in a dark hallway that I always went to to poop. (laughs) That was my secret. Nobody was ever there. We
1: love a secret bathroom.
0: Yes. That would have been my strategy, I think.
1: Harry hasn't been in the professional world long enough to come up with that strategy I guess yet. so. I guess. Like, I
0: guess when he lived at the Dursleys, he probably had to shit in a hole or something. Right. So That's he's weird. like, eh, I don't really mind. But then again, they use toilets for transportation, so who knows where they should have the Ministry of Magic. Fucking wizards. They end up in this like classroom clearing area where they're folding these things. mad Moody's eye in the door.
1: So clearly what happened after he died was that some fucker from the ministry came
0: across his body came across his
1: body and then this pink asshole was like, you know it would be great to use this so I can spy on everyone.
0: Yeah. She was probably like, Oh, it looks like the eyes of the Selwyns, therefore it belongs to me. I Apparently mean, that's where she's fucking lies. She's the worst. Right? Uh, she must not tell lies.
1: <laughs> she tells all kinds of lies. She
0: does. I have always thought that this was a weird choice.
1: That it's there or that Harry takes it?
0: That it's there. Let's remind you that Mad-Eye Moody in particular has died. We're going to put the eye in a door?
1: Also, why is Mad-Eye Moody literally the only person in the wizarding world who has a magical eyeball?
0: Because that's in his name. Duh. (laughs) His name is Mad-Eye Moody.
1: (laughs) Definitely not Alastair Moody. Are
0: there other Mad-Eyes out
1: there? (laughs) I'm just saying. Is he the only wizard in the history of wizards that lost an eyeball? That used a magic eyeball? Probably not. Well, Well,
0: then... Maybe he's the only one who uses a magic eye. The rest of a marble there? Like, what? But, like, if you're going to spy on your fucking people, why even use the eye? Like, just use the... Because it's connected to a telescope on the back end.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: The whole premise of it... Like, what is the significance? Why do we need to use that? Is it just, like, for shock value? Fascist propaganda being folded outside in the hallway, that's not enough for shock value? We need to have an eyeball in the door? Yeah, I don't quite understand it.
1: I mean, later on in the chapters, they're like, oh, there was a hole in the door or something, and that's how they know they have intruders. Like, well, usually
0: when there's a hole in the door, it means something else. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Obviously he takes
0: the eye. does he use it later? Is that why? No, he
1: buries it to give Moody some kind of burial later. I, I mean, know, it's nice. like it respected, seems, nice and shit. It just but... seems like
0: a weird choice. Like, let's put this eye on this door. Did it need us to hate the Umbridge even more that she took some dead guy's eye and put it on the door? I like.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Brush Tar thought that like
0: Fresh Tar! <laughs> You've called her that before.
1: Have I? i well, am no. calling her that again. Today? What's
0: another awful smell? <laughs> um, what about clogged drain? <laughs>
1: oh,
0: clogged drain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if clogged drain thought that that was a important thing to like try to feel like there was closure there maybe to her that it was like
0: they found the body
1: right like maybe she thought that that was something that the fans and the readers would care about knowing whether or not the body
0: i don't know that i ever
1: missed it he fucking fell
0: He, he fell to his death to his death fine
1: they go to try to find it, like, Bill and, uh, I think, Lupin. And they go to find it, and then they didn't. And I think that's it, all the closure I need.
0: I think so, too. If it was a death that happened, like, secondhand. Like, if somebody told us that, oh, Mad-Eye got COVID. Like, we had said Right? Like, thing.
1: like, why do we, yeah. Then I guess it would be like, okay, well, and then the Ministry took his body, so I'm pretty sure it was eyeball. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Like, that is a choice I always was just like,
1: mm, what's
0: going on here? Whatever, it's neither here nor there. He uses the decoy detonators to distract and so that he can, like, slide into the office. It is important to note that, like Tara said in her thing, that Ares is using his invisibility cloak. He is using his invisibility cloak. Because still, I mean, if you're trying to sneak into an office, it doesn't matter who you are. If someone is going to notice, somebody's going to notice. I like that he uses the invisibility cloak because we'll talk about the movie soon. Yeah. But, and so when he goes in there, there's a few things of note. First of all, of course, he tries to find the locket.
1: He tries the Asio spell, which, you know, like, shot.
0: Now, I do think... In this moment, it's like okay. Well, what are they going to do about this at this point? If she has a locket, a piece of jewelry, isn't there like a greater chance that she would have it in her home?
1: Yes, I. But think what that are they going to do? Right. I think <laughs> that this, they have to start somewhere. Yeah. Is really kind of what I was thinking.
0: That they know where she works. It's possible that she might have it. Luckily, she does have it on her person when they see it later. But like, if she had just like kept it at home. What would they have done then? Think about the possibility there. Like, if she left it at home, imagine that they hide in her office and then they knock her out or something, and like somehow have to—I don't know. Obviously, I'm like really elaborating
1: here. Thank God we didn't have to do that.
0: Yes, it's very coincidental. Is half the way there. Like, how convenient that Mm -hmm. it it happened this way. But also,
1: like. She clearly likes the locket, so why wouldn't she be wearing it? Yeah, so yeah that's, it true too. Kind of that's true. it can kind of be a little more forgiving there, I guess. So Harry pulls out uh, these files and he reads about Arthur Weasley. They mm-hmm. we always talk about where it says blood status pure blood, but with unacceptable pro muggle leaning. So now you are a terrible person for being a white person who thinks that people who are not white are okay. Because that's basically what they're saying. Yeah. That's unacceptable. And I'm like, that's gross. Yeah,
0: absolutely. In general, what was even in the Daily Prophet of, like, the Muggle Registry, it was a tip of the iceberg. Like, that is what we are finding here. The way that they're talking about people... I'm just going to say it because it's clogged Drain, the author, as well. It's so much yes. of, like, oh, we're going to eradicate these people, is what if they want right. to do.
1: These are people that exist. Why? Why are you but so upset about them?
0: Also... Let's even say that they want complete eradication. They don't want this ever to happen again. You don't get your witchy status from blood. We've learned that. So later when she, like, gaslights Mary Cattermole and stuff, I'm like, okay, let's not pretend that we don't know what's going on here, bitch. Very clearly, like... It's
1: real scary, honestly.
0: It's very much like... Trans people are trans because they're trans, not because it like, came from genetics or something. Like it's such a myopic view in general, but then to also like box in and think of that shows how fucking stupid these people are. And it's the same sort of thing here, but then just like you said, there's so much white supremacists that it's like if you're anything but white, or if you are a white person and you have any empathy towards somebody else. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I as it like, in here, unacceptable.
0: Yeah. As I get older and older, it just boggles my mind more and more right? when people try to, like, have an issue with categorization of human. Do you really fucking, like, hate yourself that much? I don't see any way around it. Like, it comes from in, inside. If oh, you, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? I'm sure I'm preaching sure the choir here, but, like, as we have seen it over the past few years, things go crazy where, like, people are saying the dangerous shit out loud <clears throat> It's like, are you really that fucking stupid? Like, let's back up here and talk about, like, why you think this is okay. Right.
1: The other thing, because I think this jumps off of that, mm-hmm. is that in Arthur's file, it's also, like, terrifying and annoying how obsessed everyone is with people who have nothing to do with them.
0: Yeah, that too. Can you not just understand that everybody is doing their own journey Yeah, here? like,
1: why are you so interested in my life? So the reason why I had said that is because in the rest of Arthur's file it lists his family... And it lists seven children, two youngest at Hogwarts, and then there's, like, a note there. Youngest son currently at home, seriously ill, ministry inspectors have confirmed. That means the fucking ministry has been to the borough. Oh, I mean, To make sure Ron was sick, which is exactly what Ron and Arthur and Bill, I think, helped, too. Like, exactly what everyone thought was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, they prepared for that. But, like, why are you so fucking concerned?
0: I completely agree with you. I will say that the only reason why I can see this for Ron in particular is because they know that Ron and Hermione are probably with Harry. of course. And I didn't even think about this, but, like, after this... At the very least, you know, once again, the movie that we just saw. They're just, like, themselves at the ministry. At the Like, the polyjuice potion wears off faster in the right. movie. So, like, do they now know that Ron isn't sick? And then what does that mean for the Weasley family that are there? You know, are they now well, going to be questioned? Or what's going on there? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think at this point, in the book even, it's kind of moved that direction. The last part of Arthur's folder says, the strong likelihood that undesirable number one will contact has stayed with Weasley family previously. Harry and Ron and Hermione have been really great already at not like reaching out to them. But, like, this is absolute, like, now, like, they know, absolutely do not try to contact the Weasleys. Harry gets a lot of information from this file.
0: Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that. Which is,
1: which is really great. But, again, they were already being really smart about it and not contacting Ron's family. Because, again, Ron's dealing with his family right now. (laughs) Sad, but true. Yeah,
0: I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. Like you said, later once he leaves the office here, which we'll talk about in a second, he does end up seeing Arthur in the hallway and even just being like, you know that they're being tracked. And I wonder if at some point, like Arthur can look back at this and be like, oh, whoa, that was weird. I'm sure maybe they'll talk about it in the future at some point. Right.
1: Well, because right now, obviously Arthur thinks he's Ryan Kern. And can we talk for a second about how I don't think Arthur is being very smart at work?
0: Right, when people are coming up to them in these characters that they have the Pally juice potion on and saying racist shit, maybe you shouldn't be like going up to someone you know has done awful shit when they're like carting away muggleborns in the basement. It's very much that thing of like nobody came for me, so they came for these people next. Well, it, it is a little bit risky. I mean, this
1: it stuff. clearly he is on the edge because what I was thinking about is when like Harry says, "Hey, you know you're being tracked," and obviously Harry is trying to be. Helpful, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you about jerk Chriswell," and he's like, "Triple the man you are, or whatever." You said that to like a senior member. Actually, a senior Harry. member
0: who you know does this shit,
1: right? Arthur is not an idiot. He knows his family is under surveillance. Like Harry's not telling me anything he doesn't know. Like that's fine, yeah. but like, my dude, you don't respond with, "Oh, oh yeah, well, blah blah." You don't do that.
0: Totally true. I didn't really even think. I was like,
1: that. "Come on, Arthur."
0: Once again, reading the room. Maybe that's a theme. Fuck we need to room. have a little bit more People. of, like, situational, like, awareness here. But anyways, so, after the file, yeah. there is one more thing that happens in the office. He goes to the closet and tries on all of Umbridge's panties. No.
1: He was like, oh my god, she stole these from me when I was at Hogwarts. Like, what? Yeah,
0: I get all of my underwear back. <laughs> no, he sees Dumbledore's biography. Yes. Now it's done. Rita wrote that thing and published it pretty fucking fast. Just as he's going to go look at it. And I don't think he even like opens it. It's just He does. He opens done. it and
1: he sees a picture of Dumbledore oh, and, yeah. play, it was, and, and he goes to look at the caption to see who this guy is and it's
0: actually Grindelwald but he
1: doesn't see that here but it is Grindelwald yes
0: because at first I was like oh it's him and his brother and then I'm like whoa, whoa no no yeah. no this is some gay shit and then boom Yaxley um, comes in or someone thickness thickness yeah yeah it
1: said Harry wondered if it was a young doge but before he could check the caption the door opened.
0: he puts that cloak right on just he in time he sure
1: do he real good at putting that cloak on yes
0: Luckily, so he evades that, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck out of here." There you go. The other thing is that there's that wanted poster that Umbridge has. Delisted, must be one. punished.
1: She's like, "Oh, must be punished." She puts it up there next to her. How
0: instinct. much of like a calculating person do you have to be to be like, "I'm in my own private office"? I'm going to put this person's poster and put a little post-it on there so I remember. Come on.
1: Man, we already you know you're obsessed with Harry Potter. Exactly.
0: So then that's when he kind of escapes and gets out of there. He takes Moody's eye. And then that's when he runs into Ron. Arthur.
1: He runs into Ron first. He
0: runs into Ron first. Okay. There's that little thing of... warning. morning. Uh, it's me. Idiot.
1: Right, Ron has forgotten. Ron's clearly had a very stressful, like, how yes, much time to I actually kind of
0: love he's, it.
1: like, soaking wet. And then the lift stopped again, and here comes Papa Weez.
0: Papa Weez! <laughs> he's talking to Honda. Okay. Wakanda. He says, like, oh yeah, there's somebody named Wakanda. Yeah, and I was like, wait, that's from Black Panther. Right. It's just like a random like witch that witch he he's talking
1: about. to. Yeah. That's the right. Elderly okay. elderly witch whose blonde hair was teased so high it resembled an ant tail to work on her hair.
0: Maybe it's oh the fashion in the Wizard in the nineties. Could be. Yeah. It's like the beehive. <laughs> right? Yeah, One other thing that I said, and it was just like, you know, personally, like, the urge to destroy these files. Now, one thing that I have noticed, and I think it all goes to shit, because later on this happens too, but they're trying to preserve things in a way. Skipping ahead, when they stupefy Umbridge, and they take the locket, Hermione's like, wait, 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 I need to replicate it, just in case she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? I'm mm-hmm. like... All right, we're not trying to fool anyone here at this point. There's going to be some evidence. Here we go, we took the eye. She doesn't know that. Right. But part of me is, like, if you're going into the ministry, I don't necessarily want to, like, draw attention to myself. But I would try to be, like, okay, like, let's do the most that we possibly can. I would be, like, can we take these files? Can we stash them? In the actual book, I think he's going through a filing cabinet. If you take a few files out of there... If she goes to look for them in the future, she might not be able to tie it back. She might be like, oh, where did I put that? Is that over here in this tray? Blah, blah, blah. I'm very convinced at this point of like, it's go time, guys. Like, we are really, Mm -hmm. really doing this now. The Horcrux hunting has begun. Steal the files. Destroy the files. And we'll get there, but kill these people. Yeah. It's stuff that I've said before. It's not in their character. We've talked about it again. And their
1: kids are not thinking of it. I think one of the other things though, there's another thing to think about when Hermione makes the decision to replicate. The Horcrux is while Umbridge is not part of the Death Eaters, while well, she is not, you know, like they're actively looking for Harry. Obviously, after today, they know Harry and Ron and Hermione were there. If she wakes up, Harry Potter was here with his friends, and my necklace is missing, now there's just like more incentive to find him. There's already been incentive to find him, but now it's like, well, what was the point of okay, that well, necklace? That's true.
0: Well, if Umbridge and let's say it's Yaxley—I know we Yaxley gets out of there a little bit faster—but let's say that they wake up at the same time, and she turns to a Death Eater, and she's like, "Oh, it's my necklace," and he's like, "Now he has a direct tie to yeah. Voldemort."
1: He's gonna go back to Voldemort and be like,
0: "And then he knows." So, yeah, okay, be like,
1: "Yeah, Harry Potter was there. They stupefied Umbridge. They took her necklace, and then they're like, what was Harry Potter doing with a necklace?'"
0: He wants to be pretty.
1: Yeah. If you're, Harry, you're pretty without jewelry. Don't worry.
0: If you're pretty all by yourself. You're very you pretty. A thing.
1: Eventually, that would get back to Voldemort, I think.
0: That is true. So, I don't know
1: that that's how Hermione was thinking. I think she was just on, like, a very base level. But she could be. I mean, also, that base level leads back to covering their asses.
0: I mean, what you said, like, I would not have thought that. But I think that's true. Like, you need to, at some point, have a little bit of that secrecy. Talking about, like, the eyeball, for example, that's one of those things where it's long. On me like what is the point of this mm-hmm. and the, but that at the very least i can kind of see it we see wakanda and arthur like you yes. said arthur kind of talks back Arth- to oh my god now it's all the a names it was the g names it was the h names right. arthur is talking to albert in a way that he probably really shouldn't have and then, if I'm not mistaken, they're like, okay, we got to go down into the basement.
1: Ron's on there with Mr. Weasley, and he's like, why are you all wet? And he's like, yeah, his office is raining. And Papa Weasley was like, did you try this one? Because it's happened in other offices. So Ron was like, thanks. And he almost called him dad. And I'm like, oh, Ron, that has to be so hard. Like, 100%. it has to be amazing to be like, oh, my God, I see my dad, and he's not hurt. Yeah, But, like, so hard. You know I
0: almost wonder like, what would have happened if he would have been like hey, Dad, it's me it's wrong it's wrong I to like if he had done that when he had the chance what would have had like could arthur have been like hey i got an easy way for you to get in i mean i know why they didn't do it that's extremely mm-hmm. risky at the same time what if he thinks that he's not telling the truth right or what, like there's so many things that could have gone there it does make me wonder like in the best case scenario what if he was like oh you guys are trying to get down there to umbridge let me take you a secret way or right. whatever that would have been kind of interesting they do head down there when we I was get reading, to see
1: Percy first. Oh,
0: we get to see Percy very quick. Remember when we were talking about holes in the walls? That's where we see Percy. <laughs> He's in the elevator.
1: He, like, shows his face for half a second. and then...
0: He's someone who gets someone of redemption, right?
1: His redemption is lovely, Wild? I think.
0: Oh. Well,
1: here's the thing. So what I'll say about Percy's redemption is that, like, it's very realistic. You have a person who went the other direction made lots of dumb choices, realized they made the dumb choices, had to live with the dumb choices. Calling it a redemption arc. Redemption is such a interesting thing to talk about because it's like, what else could he have done to make up for what he did? He came back. That's, That's his redemption. It.
0: Yeah.
1: And that makes it sound like he didn't do anything. But at the same time, it's like admitting you're wrong. We need to reward that kind of behavior. Yeah. People admitting that they're wrong, meaning it and wanting to do better... Needs to be rewarded.
0: I will say, if we are comparing him to, for example, Dudley Creature, I want to see the payoff. Who knows when we see it. Like, I'll talk about it more then. But when we see the world change so much, mm-hmm. and repeatedly Percy is doing this stuff i'm like you're just a fucking dick and i know it's probably more complicated than that he's probably scared he probably has other feelings blah 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 blah. we'll get there and we'll talk about it i feel like at this point it's so funny saying this after creature who we've spent most of the series calling a dick when he's there and then he has this huge redemption but like it's gonna be hard for me to get at the end and be like Okay, Percy's fine now. I, who knows? I reserve the opportunity to change my mind. So they go down there, and again, they did this in the movie, I'm just going to say it now. Like, even as they're going in, they're, like, dragging someone out, and they're doing it in the book, too. Yeah. Yeah. And what you don't really see in the book is, like, all the people waiting. I do wish that we would have kind of seen them be like, okay, you're free, free to go, use your Patronuses.
1: Well, that's because they all fucked up the ending of how they left in the movie.
0: They totally did. Um, Again, we'll talk about it. But they go in and...
1: He doesn't it, originally realize there's... Pork, that there's...
0: Dementors. Dementors. Yeah, there's whores. were whores.
1: There's
0: so many whores.
1: Soul-sucking sheets.
0: Yes. I liked that too. Your thing. So then it's time for Mary Cattermole to come in. This is such like a sorry scene to, like if you were to walk in here, it's like so so just upsetting. There's no shock that Hermione is the one who has to go and do this. Very clearly it was Hermione had to go in and see all these Muggleborns being interrogated. It's
1: awful. I feel so heartbroken over the whole thing.
0: Actually, this was another part of the movie in the last episode where they walk in and they see the statue that we've already seen and she goes right up to it and she's like they're muggle-borns in their rightful place and stuff and i'm kind of glad that they did do that because we don't really get that in the book but being able to see it just to tie it back to like now she has to sit there basically all day and just see these Muggleborns one after the other there's no work coming out of this session they're just bringing people in and sentencing them. There's no way that there's something that one of these muggleborns will say that they're going to get any sort of, like, empathy Very unlikely. or, like... I mean, Umbridge is like, so you have all these children, and Mary is like, oh, but they're so worried. And then Yaxley says something like, shut the fuck up, we don't care about your bratty children. Yeah, like, like he's such a Are
1: you shit. fucking kidding? Spare us, the brats of mudbloods do not stir our sympathies. Fuck... Yeah. Right off, 16 times.
0: I mean, here's the thing. At this point where we see the pamphlets being folded and right. stuff like that, at this point it's like, how low can you go? It, we're already there. We're already at rock bottom.
1: Right, we're like so committed to being pieces of shit, it's not mm-hmm. even funny at this point.
0: Now, he does almost say like, he didn't even like the look of Mary walking in there by herself. Right. I'm sure there's a little bit of guilt of being like, oh my god, we had to do this on this day when his wife is going in here and doing Right.
1: Didn't know that Harry was
0: Right. He follows them in. All the interrogation starts and everything. He comes in. He's still under the cloak, He's under the cloak. I'm really getting minced with the movie since we just watched it. Because, once again, he doesn't have the cloak at this moment. Okay, at least he goes in and he like, Hermione, I'm here. And Hermione, like, shits her pants. (laughs) From here to the end of the chapter, it is just extremely fast-paced.
1: Yeah. Harry's there and I'm just, you know, doing the... Who did you take this from? And and I think oh.
0: I already said it on the podcast of like, who are you trying to fool? Like everybody knows that you're fucking gaslighting these people. Oh yeah. This has been normal forever. Don't act like this <clears throat> like magic is might bullshit is something that's been going on for a while. I think Harry kind of, is like she's wearing the locket right now. And thank God. She's wearing a right now. She's
1: like so enjoying Mrs. Cattermole literally losing her mind and falling apart. Umbridge laughed—a girlish laugh that made Harry want to attack her. She leaned forward over the barrier, the better to observe her victim. And something gold swung forward too. Hermione had seen it and let out a little squeak. And then so something she's... gold
0: swung forward. She has golden nipples. She
1: has. <laughs> she was in the Endless series and has golden mm-hmm. boobies.
0: Yes! 100%! Oh my god, they're in the same universe, we figured it out. What's the Wizarding World like in the 2050s? I wonder.
1: It looks like, you know, 1955, like, you know, you would expect since it looks like 1875 in the 90s.
0: That is fair. Yeah, they've accelerated to the 1950s
1: now. Um, Anyway, but yeah, so Hermione and Harry both now noticed it.
0: And I think at that point, it's like, all right, we're getting that fucking locket no matter what.
1: Well, and it's it's interesting because, like, they don't have a plan. They can't communicate with each other because Harry is hidden. And ultimately, Hermione asking Umbridge about the locker, saying that's very pretty. Umbridge taking the literal time to be like, oh, yes, this is from my pure blood family history. And Harry being like, yeah, fuck that.
0: Which is funny because in this chapter at some point, it recognized that Umbridge is a half-blood. Umbridge is a
1: half-blood,
0: yes. In this chapter, I can't remember when it was, but at some point they <laughs> point that out, so automatically you know that she's fucking mine. Right. Obviously we know that that's not the case with the Locket, just in general, but what I found interesting is you had said that in the last recording session or something that it's Selwyn is the name. There are Selwyns in Hogwarts Legacy. Oh. There are, I think they're called Unforgivable Foes or something. They're, they're like some of the biggest boss fights And one of them is called Selwyn. And you have to kill Selwyn. And it's like, ah, so even if she's telling the truth about her heritage, even if the locket isn't from that, we killed one of Umbridge's ancestors. Well, she's definitely
1: probably, I think, related to them still, but, like, their prayer bloods she is not
0: yes yeah exactly like at some point one of them so like harry's dad Marvel. is
1: a pure blood he is not you
0: know yeah yeah well technically would harry be considered a pure blood because both his parents mm-hmm. are it's his mother is muggle born. so anybody down that yeah line... so
1: ron and hermione's children are half blood
0: yeah okay okay that's interesting
1: I think unless you are literally from an entire line of pure bloods, I think that you're not pure blood.
0: You know... I, I don't know. At some point, too, they even said, and I feel like it was Hagrid who said this, maybe it was actually in the second movie, Hagrid had said something like, when Draco calls Hermione her of mudblood. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines of, like, almost everybody is at least half-blood at this point. Probably. So the fact that they're obviously going over against muggle-borns now, their propaganda says things about how it's pure-blood that we're going for. An all-pure-blood yeah. society. So it's like, again, like I said, well, they're coming for everyone. What does Umbridge think is going to happen? Yeah, Eventually, we, we
1: can't just be pure-bloods.
0: To have a society, you can't get rid of all these people. Like, that's the majority of your society. Yeah. What's going to happen when, like... Again, in the second movie, I can't remember if it happens in the book, Tom Riddle says something along the lines of, my stupid um, muggle father or something like yeah. that. Yeah. There's probably information out there that can show that Umbridge, you are a half-blood. So when they start coming for half-bloods, so what are you going to do? Anyways, they so, get the locket. You know, and Sahara's so
1: like, fuck this, let's go. They get the locket. And they keep each other safe from the Dementors.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: bring Mary Cattermel out.
0: They say, go free, free muggle boy." Go, and then
1: they run into Ron. <laughs>
0: Then they run into Ron. I read the end of this chapter so fast. I mean, it's like a blur. At some point, Mary Cattermole sees Ron, and then real Reg comes in, and is like, which one is my husband?
1: Well, first of all, she's so fucking confused since since Harry, well, right, well, because Harry's fucking Rankern is the person who, like, turned her in, and then she's like, but you know, you're letting me go, so she's confused. She sees Ron. She's like, this crazy thing happened. He let me out. And then she's like, why are you all wet? And Ron says, water. And then he's like, Carrie, they know there's an intruder in the ministry. Something about a hole in Umbridge's office door. See?
0: Holes and doors. Holes and doors. Chrissy's been around.
1: And then then Hermione's like, yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. But they have
0: a little bit more time. They at least get up there and the news has... Somehow gotten to them to shut the fireplaces. And somehow at that point, they're, like, approaching the fireplaces, and that's when he actually... Well, that's when
1: everyone tries to stop them, and Harry is the one who's, like... Open them up! Yeah, Harry's like, let everyone go! And then they're like, they're like, what? And he's like, he's like, I'll have your family's blood status questioned to try to get everyone to safety. And, like, Harry... Finally uses the big scary body he's in right now to scare people. Yeah, exactly.
0: They get back into the bathroom, (laughs) which is a weird thing to say when you're leaving work. Yaxley's on their tail and then they operate of it. Yep,
1: and that's how the chapter ends.
0: When we get to the movie, I'll mention this too, but holy shit. Mm -hmm. This is a stressful End oh, of yeah. this chapter. So
1: stressful. I mean,
0: it went so fast that I was just like, let me, I have to read it fast. The pressure here is like, we gotta move, You're man.
1: like, I'm stressed and I'm only reading about it, so. Like,
0: these conversations that they're having with, like, the Catermoles and stuff, I'm sorry. No, we need to be running. Tell Mary, like, you gotta get out of there and be like, I'll see it home by and get the fuck out. Well, let's take a minute before we go jump into the movie and play games. We're going to play Ronnie and Suzanne. Oh, fuck me. You always say that when I do a game. But I'm
1: at a game.
0: Can you be happy? You oh, knew no, a I'm game always, was
1: happy? I'm always happy. You know why I'm always happy when you do the games? Because I didn't have to come up with the game.
0: Yes. So say yay. I'm so happy. Yay. I'm so
1: happy for this challenge. Thank
0: you. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Why are all these offices raining?
1: Clearly, um, someone mixed up this atmospheric charm with like an everlasting doom charm or something, and like they can't fucking figure out how to get rid of it.
0: Everlasting doom? Yeah,
1: everlasting doom.
0: Is <laughs> just raining in your office?
1: Yeah, there's like a charm or something out there that like just makes something kind of terrible just happen forever. And they like mix that up with the raining charm. And that is just what's happening now. And they can't get rid of it because it's not one charm, it's two. And they can't figure it
0: out. That's correct, but the other answer is karma. <laughs> of course it's written in your office. You're a fucker. <laughs> Duh. Next question. How did Moody's eye get in the door?
1: I think that the reason why they have Moody's body. Because he actually fell off his broom and landed in Umbridge's yard. That's the only reason What if that's the real body? answer? What if it was? And, I she was the, like, and she was like, dead body, but this eyeball is cool.
0: What? Like, is this bitch... A fucking hoarder or something? (laughs) Every time I come across a dead body, I gotta pick something off of it. Yeah. Mendungu is a dead body now, by the way. That's what he classifies as himself. Well. What actually happened is that he didn't actually fall off his broom because, just like Voldemort can, Moody can fly. Oh, yeah. He has wings. Moody is actually of Red still
1: alive. Moody is actually still alive. He just was like, no, I not would throw People off the scent.
0: He, he eventually oh. died, but he didn't fall in the room. He went to safety. But then he was like, oh man, I got an I got an eye doctor appointment next day. So they went there, and unfortunately, I know this is hard to believe, but Umbridge is married to an optometrist. <laughs> and it's really ironic because an t- optometrist is only a Muggle profession, but she was like, I'm so in love with the smuggle. Don't tell anybody. Don't shit. tell anybody
1: because my whole life is being against smuggles. And
0: so she just happened to be at her husband's office that day. <laughs> Are you taking a picture of me? No. You always do that. I know. Don't take pictures of me, please. I'm not. So she I'm walks in me. and she's like this bitch and she kills him right there and was like, sorry to kill your patient, but and she took his eyeball.
1: And she's like, but I like yeah. that
0: eyeball. I need like, it. I love that eyeball. <laughs> next. the next one? What does Umbridge have hidden in her office?
1: Her own set of Horcruxes. Oh,
0: <laughs> that is the real answer. That's <laughs> not a wrong answer. That's the really What are her Horcruxes?
1: One of the sugar bowls that she used to put
0: mm-hmm. the truth
1: sugar in.
0: The truth sugar. It's
1: a special quill. Uh huh. And
0: one of her cat plates.
1: One of her cat plates. Oh, and a bow. Oh, that, I was going to say Bo though.
0: too. Yes, she only has. She has like, only yeah, four. Yeah, she only she's, has four. She isn't she's... quite to that level. That's why she's still alive. Because you know what? Let Let's pause for a minute. I why do... is
1: that bitch not dead?
0: Yes, I said this to you when we were watching the movie too. So this is to be, yeah, we'll be so back to happens. the game in a moment. At this moment, I'm like, kill them. This is the moment to kill Umbridge, guys. Like, we if we never get an Umbridge death, we still don't get an Umbridge death in this book. This is the time for it. I'm sorry, but if you killed them, kill then... Kill the bitch. You would have only had the issues of the Dementors and you would have gotten out safely right. and Ron wouldn't have splinched, spoiler alert. Anyways, <laughs> actually what is hidden, we already talked about it, and it's all those glory holes because she needs them. She needs a lot of glory holes. People are always sticking dicks in her office. She's always just so hungry. She wants to suck them all. And like Percy is, we only saw Percy there because it was a reminder that Percy wants to be on bridge one day. Next! God. The ministry workers mention a poisonous duck. We didn't really talk about it, but tell me about that. Tell me about that poisonous duck.
1: The poisonous duck. Everyone thinks was like some joke or something that someone like slipped upstairs, but it's actually an animagus. Who is it? It is the person who was in Umbridge's position before Umbridge got it.
0: What um, high?
1: <laughs> well,
0: actually, that's the, the, the old position had. she had. Usually on Sundays.
1: The old position she had to, to Fudge Packer, it was the person who was dick in Dick
0: sucker to Fudge Packer?
1: Yes. The
0: person was- So it's Percy. Percy's an animagus Percy's Percy star. was still in school then. He was still sucking Fudge's dick. From the moment he, he was oh, like, I, I need that, that fudge dick in my mouth. Okay. That is- I part. didn't get to finish that, but I don't remember <laughs> what I was going to say. Okay, well, we collaborated because we're both correct. Good answer to us. High five. <laughs> Poison duck in Sorry, I know you're t- we're both kind of sleepy right now. Next and final question. What happened after everyone was freed? What happened? What do you mean? Like, what happened? Well, when everyone was freed, what happened? What's the next step? All the muggles, they go home.
1: They get locked in? Like, what? No,
0: um. no, they all get out. But then what happened? How are we going to get these muggles back up in here? You are rubbing your face a lot
1: eyeballs are stupid. Um. Are
0: you trying to take out your eyeball? (laughs) Were you inspired?
1: (laughs) I was inspired. Wait, so hold on. Do they get out of the ministry? They do! They get
0: freed! And what happens?
1: Well, after they get the fuck out of the ministry, and they all get away safely, there is a secret society that has been formed by some random probably half-blood wizard that we have not met yet and it's around the corner from the ministry because they know that's where they're interrogating muggle and they have a expansion charm on this tiny ass building bring all those peoples in and get them prepped and then they give them new identities and send them to other countries to oh that's really
0: good that is really good However, you forgot the very important detail that before they got freed, they all went in and they all trampled over a bridge. She's no longer known as the pink bitch, she's known as the red bitch. The red because bitch? Because just like the Chamber of <laughs> Secrets paint, they had a long time trying to clean up that mess of that pink bitch's dead, blooded body after all those motherborns trampled over her. She'd be fucking dead. Why doesn't she die in the series? Why doesn't does she die? It does say that
1: when Harry revives her, she hits her head. But that does not say she's dead. That is not okay.
0: And I'm sorry. If she dies, I don't need her to die from a concussion. She needs to be trampled. But I need it to be very, very, very dramatic and very painful and gory. As somebody who does not like gore. Anyways, let's talk about the movie. Mad about it. Okay, biggest issue is that he's not fucking wearing the fucking visibility cloak. Yeah. I mentioned it already probably in the last episode. He's, like, just, like, slowly walking around looking very nervous. He's very like, awkward. He doesn't say a single word to anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so fucking weird. I will say, some of the details really do piss me off, but when they he goes into that clearing where they are folding the pamphlets and mm-hmm. stuff... It's all very good. He goes up to the door and stuff. When he sets off the decoy detonators, he just, like, slides right in. But, like, again, when he leaves the office, and, like, this is when nobody's checking in on the office. Pius Thickness does not come to the office. I don't know if Pius Thickness has a single line in this no, movie. No, I don't
1: think he does.
0: When he comes out, you can see that people are noticing him coming out of the office.
1: Then they're just like, what you doing, my guy? Even
0: if they get away with it cleanly, let's say. At the end of the day, that's a whole room of witnesses that can be like, we saw Albert Runcorn come out of Umbridge's office and that eye is missing. Automatically. Yeah. It's just so fucking weird. In fact, the way this scene happens, because Ron gets off and then Hermione gets taken away and and actually Umbridge is like, aren't you going to get off, Albert? Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. He
1: has no fucking idea.
0: Yeah. So he gets off and it feels like Mr. Bean. Okay. I'm sorry. It feels like he's just like, what's around? Oh, what's in this store? And like, it feels like something that Mr. Bean would do. You know who I'm talking about.
1: Right? I know exactly. Everybody you know knows who Mr. Bean, Bean life, is. Everyone
0: know. has to know who Mr. Bean is. Are you kidding me? It's very, very Mr. Bean because it's like. This, and I guess that's how it's written in the book, too, but it's like, oh, okay, they're gone. Let me just see what's over here. Oh, I fuck around a little bit, and I go back, and I go right back into the elevator, and there's Ron again. It's so bizarre. It is.
1: I know what you're saying. It It, definitely is like, wait, hold on.
0: It feels out of place, and honestly, the files are cool. I'm glad that we get to see the files. It shows that these people are being tracked and that, like, they have Moody crossed out. They have Sirius crossed out.
1: Those are a little, like, sad. Yeah. And then they have the actor who's playing Rainco and playing Harry. They have him really, like, react emotionally to that. I was like, I don't dislike that.
0: I like that part, too. I do agree. So that's, like, the purpose of that scene, I'm going to say something maybe a little bit controversial. Like, Uh if there's any scene that they could have cut, it's this scene. They don't even have him run into Arthur after and be like, you're being tracked. That would have been something following that scene.
1: That's the thing. I don't understand what they were doing with that scene.
0: Right. In the book, at the very least, they do complete that. He does run into Arthur. But in the book, it's also like, okay, well, Harry doesn't really have anything to do here. At some point, they could have almost even just... Had him get off, get back on the elevator. Ron's there and they go down. Like, I don't know. It's a cool looking scene. It's important to see probably all the propaganda, things like that. But if they had cut all of that out, I don't think it really would have changed anything.
1: No, it wouldn't have. This is why you follow what's in the fucking book. Because in the book, obviously we get that whole scene. But in the movie, it's clearly being used as a passage of time for Harry to do something different than Hermione before he goes down and finds Hermione. Yes, yeah. So Hermione and Ron are doing things, but Harry is just awkwardly...
0: <laughs> right, is Mr. Bean.
1: <laughs> Very. But, like, obviously in the book, he's doing things. He even so. picks
0: up Umbridge's telephone and goes, hello. <sighs> so he meets up with Ron. They go down. Like I said earlier, there's a muggle guy who's like, my father's a wizard. He actually worked here. Oh, Blah, yeah, they're, like, Blah. dragging him out. Like that, because that happens in the movie. They go into, like, the little chamber without really knowing that that's the, like, interrogation chamber. Because there's no buggles waiting. Nope. And both of them go into the chamber. And while that's happening, you said that Mary Cattermole, the actress, is yeah, someone who looks, does stuff. She,
1: I don't She looks familiar. I will to look her up.
0: She is kind of sitting there and she looks over and she sees Reg. Yeah. And Harry takes the only moment to be in character as Albert Runcorn. Okay. I say Harry because it seems, here's the thing, even if the actor who's playing Runcorn as Harry, or however you want to say it, it's still being played, I think, in a good way because it is very awkward and it is very, like, nervous and stuff like that, but he kind of pushes Reg Catermole in and Umbridge is even like, thank you, Albert, or whatever. Yeah. And at the very least, I'm like, okay, that's something. (laughs)
1: right but still what was the fucking purpose
0: it's not an actor thing it's kind of like the characterization that's what i'm trying to say no
1: but i know what you're saying
0: so they're all in there they look up and they see the locket on the albert roncorn actor's face you can see that he's like okay here it is and he looks like furious and then my biggest issue Is that then the polyproduced person starts
1: changing back to themselves.
0: Why would you do that other than to try to create tension for the audience? That's the only reason. Because then when it all happens, Umbridge kind of passes out. They grab the locket. Yaxley is sitting there and sees the whole thing happen. Yeah,
1: they all know that it's those fucking kids.
0: Once again, kill them. Perfect time to kill them. Obviously they don't. They grab Mary, they run down the hallway, you even said that Harry, like, mom arms them in the elevator.
1: He does! They're, like, in the elevator, and Harry's, like, doing the... He's basically doing what Snape does in the third movie, in front of the children, and he, like, throws his arms in front of everyone. I don't know who's gonna get you while you're literally on the elevator, but Okay.
0: And you saw as I watch it, and I read it in the same way. I'm like, get out of here. Come on. It's, like, uncomfortable to watch because you're, like, you are being tailed right now. Yeah. The elevator is very slow. They come out in that opening. Couldn't you have had this heartfelt moment in the slow-ass elevator (laughs) rather than out in the fucking open when you guys are changing out of this? And then they make (sighs) Mary Cattermole kiss Ron as he's changing back as the husband comes out. Right. Also,
1: like, Harry and Hermione have changed, but Ron hasn't yet. Right.
0: I do not like that. I do not like how they change and stuff. And at that point, the three of them, three of the most... They're just right there. There's somebody who notices, like, oh, it's Harry Potter. And then they start running... Yaxley's on their tail. He kind of, like, throws some he, of the posters at him. Yeah, and
1: His, like, wand technique
0: is, like, terrifying.
1: Like, how he, like, jabs his yes. wand.
0: Yes. Just... And, like, you could be hitting anybody. Right? Obviously. Like, you
1: know, not at all. What I was referring
0: yeah. to as, like, a way to get him back. And, like, they're not doing enough of this either, like, Fucking attack him. Get him off your fucking... Yeah. Like, use fucking Expelliarmus. Do anything to get him off your fucking tail. But that's um, not
1: how those kiddos work.
0: The only thing that but, they do is it's, like, a bunch of the posters. And the posters are all, like, whirring around him. Yeah, You know what I'm talking if he's, about?
1: Yes, but he's clearly on such a warpath that he's just kind of like, fuck this poster, fuck right. this poster. Do something. Try
0: like, harder, he, guys. Yeah, like, they are... Like, either book it for the fucking things, like, run faster. I know you guys can run faster. It's like when
1: people get mad at later in the book when Harry uses the Imperio on a couple people. Okay, but.
0: He should have been doing that. Somewhere.
1: Right? Look at the circumstances. Like,
0: what happens if he actually catches up to you guys? It's done. The fucking rat tail? Yeah.
1: His fucking rat tail hair, man. Exactly. Fuck that guy. They should
0: have, like, grabbed onto that and pulled as fucking hard as they can.
1: Tell and him then and hate him.
0: he's actually the one who's like slamming the fireplace doors. There's like a couple who is there. I don't know if they're coming or going, but they get slammed in the fireplace. And they're like, well, because we're not going to ministry or we were leaving we're today yeah. And as they are leaving the fireplace, I was like, I just need to see what happens. I just like, yeah. and that's how I read it too. I had to read two pages to be like, let's calm down because this is so fast paced.
1: It's very stressful. I also
0: don't really like how they're leaving the flu powder thing and operating at the same time. That's a little confusing. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think it was just showing the chaos of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I guess. My thought is from the moment that they stupid them, it's chaos. You're not right. Once that happens, I'm like, you need to get out. That would be number one priority. Yeah. So the movie this time, I don't know, it's... The, the last chapter did better in the movie, for sure. Some of that stuff, like, my biggest thing is absolutely the... Them
1: changing back. Yeah. Yeah, hate
0: it. And the fact that Mary kisses Ron as they turn back. Yeah. Like, was that necessary? Right. All right, well, I got a lot of points Kay. this time. Plus 50 to the trio
1: yes this is
0: very very like intense yeah i mean we've seen a lot of intense things over these seven books this felt like one of the most intense things for sure so
1: fast paced
0: yes so plus 50 to each of the trio i already said it plus 10 to the unknown witch who calls umbridge a hag cut that in half to five
1: for her being a racist
0: yes which and then plus 15 to mary caramel uh because of what she's going through It's so interesting because this is one of those rare instances where we meet a completely new character. It's very fast-paced, but somehow you also, like, you really feel for her. Oh,
1: yeah. Her interrogation is rough.
0: Yes. So 15 to Mary. And then we get a lot of negative points. Negative 25 to Runcorn. Yeah, he sucks. He's just being a shady bitch. Telling in people for who they are. Also negative 25 (sighs) to Pius. Oh, yeah, previously you know we we saw a little racist moment with him too negative 100 from umbridge and yaxley because it's umbridge she isn't the worst in this chapter which is kind of crazy because she's right. almost always the worst person in the room but yaxley is there as well <laughs> like i think it's both nice. of them like the way that they are both talking to mary it's, it's I, hypocritical i think he is my
1: least favorite death eater
0: you should make a list and make list. i know I still haven't taken away more points. That's 200 points from the entire Ministry of Magic. I've done that before. Ministry of Magic is probably, like, deep in the hole in oh, terms yeah. of the points that they're missing right now because, like, it's clearly the entire Ministry. When you can talk openly about this shit... Right. ...to co-workers and stuff, and then when you're mass-producing fascist propaganda, negative 200. Wow. I mean, also understandable. I'm very glad that we have this locket. I'm very glad that we did it. We did one of the things. We did it. And surprisingly, we're in the Forest of Dean in the next chapter. And yes. I'm very glad to be there. So next time, we'll be discussing chapter 14. The thief. Who is the thief?
1: Do you know who the thief is? I
0: don't know. It's all. Oh, what did he steal? The wand. The heart of Elvis The heart Dumbledore. of Alice
1: Dumbledore.
0: Ooh, it's gonna get romantic in the next chapter.
1: Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk.
1: Yes.